or solve a problem as per the requirements yeah so the, this person said he's a real engineer so the first point is engineering is all about applying our sciences to build something or solve a problem as per the requirements requirement is to engineering what necessity is to innovation requirement is the keyword here so the question boils basically down to this did ancient indians have a requirement for building large voluminous structures If you want to see a dome, come to Vijayapura in Karnataka and check out the Golgumbas. We built it, and it is a visual proof that we could build it. But just because we could doesn't mean that we should have. It was simply not our requirement. Okay. Now, see, you may be a real engineer, but you need to start listening because part of fulfilling your client's requirement is also to listen. now if you remember my thing didn't just focus on temples it focused on bridges on aqueducts and things like that as well like the pondu garden memes and things like that the amphitheaters and so on and so forth so tell me what is it that has changed in india over 4000 years where uh, the harappans required a drainage system they required a separate water supply system uh, they required public baths they required dockyards and ports and things like that they required grain storage all of which they build which survive today very impressively so that after 1800 bc india did not require you did not require fresh water supply to cities you did not require drainage outside uh, to take uh, the dirty water from the cities outside you did not require bridges you did not uh, require uh, 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 theaters or amphitheaters or anything you did not require grain storage public grain storage for famines and things like that remember the thing mm-hmm. brought about about temples why did they choose one why did i choose one temple which was hadrian's pantheon to highlight a point and not the acropolis because the acropolis is when you go see the acropolis the westerners go gaga over it मैं देख रहा हूँ और बोल रहा हूँ भाई ये टट्टी है क्या 
ठीक है प्लेटफॉर्म पे तुमने पिलर्स लगाए नॉट वेरी टफ दे नॉट इवन वेरी बिग पिलर्स उसके ऊपर एक छत लगा दिया कौन सा बड़ा कद्दू पे तीर मार दी तूने सो यू मे बी अ वेरी रियल इंजीनियर सर बट आई सजेस्ट यू स्टार्ट लिसनिंग टू वॉट पीपल से बिकॉज यू वॉन्ट बी अ वेरी गुड इंजीनियर इफ यू कैन प्रॉब्लम सॉल्व योर क्लाइंट रिक्वायरमेंट दिस इज योर हियरिंग एंड कॉग्निशन अबिलिटीज सो मच फॉर अ रियल इंजीनियर नेक्स्ट वॉट इज नेक्स्ट पॉइंट द नेक्स्ट पॉइंट वॉज Temples are the homes or the residing places of the deities, and they were meant for worship and solitude and silence. Temples were not meant for large conglomerations and gatherings. When that is the case, why would the temple complex be built around requirements for large spaces? Then why did you have such a big temple compound? Why did you have that big arti hall in front of uh, the 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 all the temples, the Chidambaram temple, the uh, uh, हीट अवे So again, okay. listen, listen to what's being said, and that point was made in that podcast, if you remember. Yeah. And if it was monumental in right. nature, you would obviously build it in a monumental sense. If you remember, with the Egyptian religion, the actual sanctum sanctorum is tiny. We're not talking about the sanctum sanctorum. We're talking about the public places which were clearly meant to accommodate a large number of people. Otherwise, you wouldn't have built something that big. Mm-hmm. All right. The third point is the Gopura Shikara, Shikara of the temple above the Garbagriya are meant to be representative of the Mount Meru. A Shikara is literally supposed to look like the biggest damn mountain in our Vedic literature. It is not supposed to be a dome. Now try placing an eighty-ton granite block on a cathedral dome and see how long that structure can stand without crashing down. If you want to build a Shikara Gop. Pura and cover it up with metal like gold, silver. Then building as a dome is not ideal from an engineering point of view. It is not impossible. Um. So, but why would you want to do it when the specific default? So, comment is that. Ha ha. Just again, I don't don't read it out verbatim. Condense it. Okay. So again, uh, uh, Mr. Engineer, uh, the uh, Egyptians capped it. I can tell you, looking at the uh, if you have actually been to the Giza pyramids, it looks much more like a mountain than uh, any of your temples do right now. If you go to all ancient prayer structures from the Bronze to Stone Age, most not all, were made to look like mountains. The ziggurats in Mesopotamia, Hindu temples, even a completely isolated civilization like the Mayas, Aztecs, and uh, uh, Moche in South America, they were all meant to look like temples because mountains is where you went up to do the sacrifice. Mountains were all sacred in these cultures, so they were all meant to look like mountains. Okay, mm-hmm. there's nothing new out there. Ab pyramid konsa crash hua hai? Spire Cathedral, which was built around the same time, those four great Kaiser domes of Germany were built around the same time as your Chora temples. They survived the Allied bombing. Or, क्या proof चाहते हैं that you can do it? 
See, this is the problem. What I was finding with the comments is nobody's interested in listening. They've all taken offense and they're cherry picking here and there rather than looking at the whole argument and they end up making fools of themselves. Then there was another point which said um, the, the temples in the north were basically destroyed and uh, what is left of the structures go underneath the topsoil, they eventually get buried deep after hundreds of years. Hence, we excavate these sites, and the keyword here is unearth. A lot of earth has to be removed. Now, this is that same Ericsson joke. Remember uh, the uh, uh, telecom archaeologist convention happening in Finland. Kya hua? Uh, uh, Sweden says, Yeah, you know, our Vikings had uh, telephone because we found copper wire connecting uh, village to village, and uh, uh, we didn't have, uh, uh, and the Indian archaeologist stands up and said, you know, that's nothing. We had wireless because we didn't find any wires. He wants us to base our entire assumption on the fact that nothing has been found. evidentiary standard to I will not comment on that. I, I can only read the questions. Um, okay. Given our climate, large volumes structures aren't ideal for large congregations. Would it be better or worse to congregate in an open space with a warm climate like India? Quite the contrary. Quite the contrary. Uh, you actually need large voluminous structures to keep out sunlight, the brutal sunlight and things like that. You need ventilation. You look at uh, so the amphitheaters and things built in, say, Sicily. Sicily, even in winter, doesn't get terribly cold. You can actually go into the water in winter in Sicily and swim in the sea. They still built huge amphitheaters and things like that out there. You look at the topmost part of the Colosseum in Rome, that top part where the holes are, where there are no longer arches, arches, arches. It's just holes out there. There was a whole fleet of shipbuilders there were wooden poles stuck through there where sails would come over and you actually had a covered stadium. The world's first covered stadium for people where the uh, uh, occupants were protected from the... And anybody who's been to Rome in summer can tell you it gets bloody hot in Rome. 35, 36, it protects you from the sun. Right? So, it look, all big societies behave similarly. There is always a need for a public congregation. This notion that somehow India was a society where there was no need for public congregation is just ridiculous. Tell me one modern society that has no need for a public congregation. It, it just doesn't happen. There was another worse. point. Uh, so somebody had made this analogy that remember our math, our astronomy. Okay. So someone has said that our, sci our science of time and seasons, our metallurgy and our engineering was top notch. We had all the schools and the skill set at our disposal, but our requirements were not the same as European. Again, the same point. That's the gist of their point. Yeah. So 
Okay. Uh, all right. Again, so, you know, the thing here is this requirements argument is that Harappa gira. Hindustan plumbing ki entertainment public congregation Amazing argument. Okay. So there was another question. There was another comment that had uh, five uh, points. The design of the Garbhagriha is to find either the deity or the light hidden within while the outside is a distraction. So the point is that the Garbhagriha being a certain size is based on spiritual reasons and to compare them to European cathedrals is unfair. Again, it's the same question paraphrased in a different way. Notice there is not one single question that is broken from the mold. I didn't make a point only about temples. I brought up aqueducts and amphitheaters and public drainage and public water supply. Because they're all linked. Okay, they're all linked. Chinese, for example, only built wooden structures in all of this. And they had a great uh, tradition of large-scale earthen public works. So they were able to build the Grand Canal connecting, I think, the Huanghu and the Yangtze by the Sui dynasty. I think those were the two rivers that were connected, which was the longest canal in the world for a very, very long time. So it extrapolates that you're able to build very good earthenware works, such as, for example, the uh, uh, um, Great Wall of China stretching all the way from the Pacific Ocean into uh, Central Asia. In India, where is this talent being applied intersectionally? I completely accept the Garbhagriha had a certain thing. But your argument is... That nobody for 3,000 years in India had a shit, took a piss, uh, 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 felt the need to have any kind of entertainment. Their lives were dreary, misery. Felt no need for collective group meeting places or anything like that. Nothing. In which case, clearly there was a civilizational break from Harappa, no? Because Harappa had all these things. So then your hmm. argument is the Aryan invasion is very real and the Dravidians got wiped out and the Harappans were Dravidians. Because then that represents a significant and decisive cultural break from Harappa. So Harappa is not cultural continuity then. All right. Okay. Now the next one. This one is superstructures, about superstructures. Uh, it says they are a sign of an elite class that either has acquired power recently or needs a display to cement position. If that is the benchmark, 500 years from now, people will point to the Middle Eastern towers to show how the region was ahead of Europe. So remember, in industrial age, where you can acquire turnkey solutions, it changes number one. In which case, China will be the highest. 
because remember it won't be dubai or but mind you in terms of urban planning dubai is way ahead of certain things but there is a fundamental flaw with dubai's planning as well same with chinese cities okay so in terms of engineering uh, construction and things like that there is a case to be made that china builds more infrastructure than anybody else which is absolutely true but i never said somebody was ahead in something china is ahead of the whole world in uh, high speed trains yes where is the doubt about it china is ahead in construction yes where is the doubt about it but remember those same archaeologists digging planes and things like that or high tech engines or things like that will still agree that europe and america was ahead because why they will simply find about 5000 boeing 777 carcasses spread across the world they will find about 100 to 200 comac c919 things spread across the world it's that simple but anyway post industrial dynamics are a completely different thing okay i'm going to mix three four comments here mm. he's praising the engineering but isn't engineering a small part of architecture then again the same thing temples are not congregational halls we've already covered that okay then this point is that you keep talking about scale and they accuse you of your obsession with scale they say scale doesn't mean advanced culture scale doesn't mean prosperity temple structures had a math behind it and they are these are driven by sheer it's the same question kushal why are you asking the same question over and over again in hundred different ways what was the first three questions you asked i forgot um, that that was an interesting one yeah the first one was engineering is a subset of our architecture architecture has mother if you notice the too. first caveat in the podcast that i did i said i am removing these sculptural and other subjective elements there because what is pretty to you may not be pretty to me so please go back i at the very least i expect you to at least listen to the first 5 minutes of a podcast you don't like where all the caveats are given out there i was not going to the aesthetic at all okay <laughs> this one is uh, saying that you conveniently left out the kailash temple which kailash temple no no they say uh, another thing is that matlab wo greater mount kailash a natural wonder <laughs> i had to read this one yeah i had to so they're saying natural wonder bhi temple hai to wo hamara architecture hai abhi isko iska answer do bhaiya अरे एक बहुत ही मजेदार कमेंट था पाइलिंग ब्रिक्स वन ऑन टॉप ऑफ द अदर लाइक मंकीज इज नॉट आर्किटेक्चर बट डिगिंग डाउन इज आर्किटेक्चर ओ दैट इज द कैलाश टेंपल नो दैट इज द डग आउट टेंपल इज दैट द वन या दैट्स द अदर वन दिस सी दिस वन वाज बेसिकली इट स्टार्टेड विद कॉलिंग यू एन अपोलॉजिस्ट एंड देन वी शुड वेस्ट टाइम सी अ लॉट ऑफ द कमेंट्स यू नो व्हाट दे वर that they are like uh, you know why should uh, why shouldn't we look at the past and feel good about it in fact you i remember you ended the podcast by saying that we should look at the past but we should also be honest about the past we should be proud about our philosophical achievements right that's how we ended right 
we should be pra- carrying a lot of pride about a lot of things but again see people get triggered and they write a comment when they are triggered the kailash temple the excavated temple uh is very impressive but again listen to the first 10 minutes of the podcast i very specifically said we're not talking about excavation excavation is one part of construction you first excavate and then you construct construct is construction is not excavation excavation is a subset of construction so congratulations to you you did what every bear and monkey has managed to do in the last 1 million okay. years so, and you want to glorify it as architecture congratulations to you all right so again people in the live comment say no 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 it is the kailash temple of elora in maharashtra no i'm literally reading the comment it said mount kailash so what do you want me to do if the comment says mount kailash what do you want me to do i'm just reading the comment so anyway there was formation yaar how the hell is that architecture i don't know mama let's see okay then this is a long as three page word document that someone sent me okay i'm yeah, going to ignore this condense kar de i don't have time Asa, to condense hi uh... kar raha hu mere bhai condense hi kar raha hu um okay again most of it was again the sanctum sanctorum that built was all there uh okay this point was there that you cannot indi- accuse indians okay uh, this point was there which i also thought was interesting so what they say is that indians had a system of building temples based on the agama shastras that you know the shastras wrote about uh, very specific things and they only did what the shastras said so how can you accuse them of doing abc when they were just following the manual because at because at the end of the day it is like a you know a circulating loop right man writes religion down after a while religion becomes codified and man blindly follows religion you see what i'm trying to say so to to mere ko ye batao sulabha shastra mein likha hai ki grain storage tum nahi banaoge aqueduct tum nahi banaoge public drainage tum nahi banaoge public entertainment ka venue nahi banaoge it's the same question again and again and again and again they don't have a new point they only want to deal with temples they don't want to look at the complete dearth of zero public architecture remember i went on emphasizing roman public architecture uh, persian public architecture ottoman public architecture egyptian public architecture why because architecture isn't just about temples mm-hmm. architectural achievement engineering achievement in architecture let's not get into the uh, uh, subjective part of it is across the board it encompasses everything the religious and the secular but you need to have proof of secular great construction क्या सुलभ शास्त्र ने डिसाइड किया था कि कोई भी नाटक नहीं देखेगा कोई भी प्लेज नहीं देखेगा कोई भी कोई पब्लिक ये नहीं होगा एंड माइंड यू इंडिया वॉज अ कंट्री हुशन डेंसिटी वॉज कंसिस्टेंटली मच 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 हायर देन इजिप्ट और ग्रीस और रोम सो यू वुड हैड मच बिगर कॉन्ग्रीगेशन फॉर मच मोर 
uh, this thing, uh, uh, need for public entertainment and things like that. Clearly you didn't. Okay. <laughs> this was a point accusing you that you don't get how societies are because they say monumental structures are always as a result of a society built on violence. The South American pyramids mentioned uh, in this video are somehow negating Indian architecture is one example. So it is accusing you of <laughs> denying that very important fact. So when Pandyas wiped out Chodas, they जब चोरास ने जब पल्लवास ने चालुकियास को वाइप आउट किया था वातापी को जाके जलाया था वो क्या चुम्मा दे रहे थे अश्वमेध यज्ञ में क्या होता था हैं वो घोड़े को ले जाके ना जहर है कि प्यार है तेरा चुम्मा करते थे ना क्या चूतिये हो नॉट अ वायलेंट सोसाइटी Okay. Mm. India was an extremely violent society. It was this, this constant internecine warfare. Okay. So this was, uh, I don't know if this is historically true or not, but this was a comment that I found interesting too. Using stone, which is high in compression strength and low in tensile strength, needs know-how of arches and domes to build big hollow structures. This was absent in ancient India, so you can't really blame them. Uh, correct. There are certain very critical architectural techniques which seem completely absent in India. So remember, one of the points I made was we still don't know why was there an absence of this learning. And if you remember in the podcast that triggered this Q&A, I gave you the example of how the Maya developed their own writing system but the Aztecs and Teotihuacan up north and the Incas down south, they never borrowed writing, even though writing is so critical for building and maintaining an empire. These were all illiterate other than the Maya. Mayas were never an empire. That is the amazing thing. The Mayas never built anything of the scale of Teotihuacan. And yet they had an extremely advanced hieroglyphic writing system. But the Aztecs who did build an empire, the Moche who did build an empire, the Inca who did build an empire, the, uh, 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 we don't know who built Teotihuacan, uh, built a very strong state which actually came and conquered the Maya. An illiterate civilization conquered a literate civilization at some point. Even after the conquest, they never felt the need to adopt writing. So this is... And this, I told you, was a big question mark. We still don't know why is it. And there was one more question which mm. was very important about trusses and things like that. So, so there was way too many architectural techniques which in spite of all the trade and everything never seemed to migrate to India. And one of the reasons... Because this is not something that has been explored in India, why all these techniques are missing in India. But what has been explored is why writing did not spread in the new world like wildfire the way it did in India, for example, uh, in the old world, for example. The moment writing gets discovered in one place, it starts sprouting up across the area and it gets invented around about the same time. 
why was writing not spreading up north and south in latin america in uh, central america central south and north america there has been a lot of discussion about it uh there has been no convincing explanation one is the prestige associated with a uh uh uh, a new discovery uh the second is the requirement uh, of a new discovery so for example in india we know for the longest period of time the vedas went written down because it was sacrilege they were meant to be shruti they are meant to be heard and transmitted through voice and learning you you were you weren't meant to write yeah. them down mm-hmm. so th- there are a lot of social reasons why that does not happen and that's a very valid argument we still don't know and that is what we need to look into what were the social conditions because see that then runs completely contrary to what we know of advanced societies because remember even if they did not take uh writing from the maya they transmitted a lot of their architectural techniques and religious uh, symbology and rituals including different methods of human sacrifice to the maya so it's it's that that's the only real parallel we have to technology absorption so we we don't really know this is one of the big question marks why we don't understand it uh it's definitely worth looking into if any of you have suggestions of where to look into these things do let me know uh because i've uh, it's not currently high up on my priority list but yes this is one of those interesting avenues that i intend to pursue over the coming years what are the social conditions for the absorption so for example uh africa sub saharan africa never adopted any of the technology that north of the sahara africa did that the maghreb did mm-hmm. uh we don't know uh neither did china for that matter right uh, but china you have evidence of a lot of civic architecture in india you don't even have that where is the civic architecture because it fundamentally contradicts the notion of india as a high end state because the, the very definition of a high end state is the kind of goods and services you provide to your people okay now a lot of people in the comments had accused you of being unfair on not considering step wells as intricate architecture what do you have to say to that what is the great engineering achievement in a step well batao honestly i have mera ye subject hi nahi hai to mai isme koi opinion hi nahi hai mera to be very honest. there is none i are tum well dig kar rahe ho usme step steps laga diye khod rahe ho na because i, I saw at least 10 to 12 to comments accusing you there okay fine but tell me what is the great engineering achievement of a step well they're pretty they're beautiful i never said they're not beautiful uh, you go to my facebook you'll see lots of pictures of me talking about how gorgeous uh, the uh, uh, modera sand temple ke bahar bhi ek hai udhar wo rani ka baav nahi raja ka baav ya rani ka baav ek hai wo sab mein ja chuka hu they're beautiful ha but again what is the engineering achievement here that you want me to consider hmm. what is the great engineering innovation pioneering engineering innovation here yaar jab koi argument sunte ho kya tum log sab kuch sunte nahi ho kya 
This was very interesting. Somebody even gave a timestamp. So at least I can give credit to this person. This person went to the end of the video. So this person says, one hour and 16 minutes, Abhijit says, the cutting of a rock into a temple is not an engineering marvel. I think that is not coming from a proper understanding of engineering. So this was another one that I found out. I will partially concede this point. I'll tell you why. Uh, It is good to say that in modern tunnel cutting, like the Barnard Pass or the Nehru Tunnel or this latest tunnel, was it the Vajpayee Tunnel that it's called that Modi inaugurated? Is it called the Vajpayee Tunnel? That tunnel cutting for a great deal of depth is definitely an engineering achievement. The problem here is none of these excavations. What is the great engineering that you have achieved in carving out a hall in a this thing. Let me give you a counter example. In Greece, they found a huge, huge, huge water supply tunnel that was excavated from two ends and it required an extremely advanced knowledge of mathematics to know that both ends would meet up at the same point. We still don't know how they calculated it. But imagine two teams working. Eight team gaya, you can understand. But those two teams working and meeting up. That was very significant. Okay. We still don't know how we did mm-hmm. how they did it, but they managed to do it. Ab itna tumne excavation kar diya jo tha, boss. So tell me, what exactly are you referring to in terms of excavation that would constitute an engineering marvel? Mm -hmm. What is it? What is the, look, a fundamentally a monolithic structure will have a higher tolerance than a agglutinated or agglomerated structure with bricks or whatever. Fine, I accept. But tell me, what is the great span or expanse or load or whatever that you are referring to as this amazing engineering? You know, there's a reason that Petra, you know, the desert, uh, uh, this thing of the Nabataeans in the Jordanian desert, Mm -hmm. is considered a beautiful place, but nobody will consider it an engineering marvel. Even though when you go up there and look at it, it is huge. Do you know why it is not considered an engineering marvel? Because it's compressed why? sand. They put up some kind of a stencil and they started pressing the mud down. And when you which compacted over time, but it was compacted very well. But it's not, mm-hmm. it's huge, it's massive. Mm-hmm. The Khazane, the, the very famous thing that you see in the Indiana Jones Temple of Doom thing, it's not as deep. There's only yeah. one room behind it. You mm-hmm. go there, it's super impressive. But it's not an engineering. It, it, it isn't a great feat of engineering, boss. On the other hand, something very similar, which is huge, is the temple of Ramesses at Abu Simbel. The one that was relocated when the Aswan High Dam was built. Why is that considered an engineering marvel? 
because we have never seen statues of that size being built like that ever before. For a monolith to be cut in, it's the same reason you go see the sculpture. And mind you, that is, it is, it is also an engineering thing. One of the reasons we go gaga about, again, you go to my Twitter or my Facebook, you'll see this amazing temple I went to in Karnataka, where two chains are linked together, but they've been carved of a single piece of stone. Mm -hmm. That's incredible skill, but it's not great engineering. As a sculpture element. So I'm always a bit conflicted on the temple of Ramesses at Abu Simbel. Should it come? Some schools believe it should. Some believe it doesn't. I belong to the purest school that believes by a sculpture. There is nothing so about if I'm it. Getting by... What you're saying, right? I think people often confuse design elements with. Uh the other aspects of engineering is that With what you're trying to say the technical difficulty of doing something mm -hmm. got it got it got it got it okay which is so why in sculpture for example uh, when we do the sculptural thing i'm not going to be focusing on the aesthetics of it because i find temple sculptures to be gorgeous yeah but if you put an objective standard to it what is intricacy what is the objective standard of intricacy mm -hmm. Is it getting more very crudely carved figurines per square inch? Or is it attention to detail and lifelike reproduction? Mm -hmm. Right. So okay. there, there's, again, see, but that is a subjective one. So I didn't want to confuse the objective with the subjective. Okay. So the fortress now, part of that next podcast will be uh, uh, objective. But um, uh, Got it. All right. So now... Comments ke maine sare nikal diye, but we already have new questions now. So we'll start uh, taking good. them now. Hai? Okay. So I, I just wanted this. to say one thing, Kushal, that your mic will be very bad, but your lighting is very good, so today it looks like my face. Your baby's foundation was stolen, what was Nike's foundation? Shut up, kutta. Okay. So first accusation in comments. Mein. Um, I think you are deeply entrenched in coloniality. Mitra and Kushal should read Jesai Deepak's book. Yes, I'm completely colonial. Because, you know, objective standards are a foreign import. Engineering is a foreign import. Uh, we shouldn't, it's colonial. Very bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't use taps. We shouldn't use plumbing. We should all go Yamuna par in that toxic water and dip our butts there in the morning and only bathe there. Very correct. Quite right. <laughs> okay. Okay. This is actually very interesting question, Abhijit. I think this is not like challenging you. This is more out of curiosity. What I don't mind challenging, not... boss. My issue is challenge karyo to kuch dhanka poochho na. No, no. See, when, yeah, you, when, when, you, when you challenge... Find a flaw. Don't look for the flaw. Because then you start so, cherry picking one argument which is doesn't sync with the entire argument made. Okay. So the question was, what was the reason of not building large-scale civic architecture after Harappa and before Britishers? And was it due to asceticism that we didn't develop uh, our own historiography or lack of archaeology? 
It's an interesting question. Uh, well, look, it's... I suspect it was the, the most plausible explanation is the lack of a high-end state, which is to say where state power is quite pervasive, where the control of the government and its ability to influence people is significant. Uh, and the monopoly on force and power is quite dominant. Now, what happens out here is, why is it that even the Aztec capital, a Stone Age civilization, is able to have significant agricultural infrastructure which survives to this day, which you can actually archaeologically date. Some of those floating islands, you can literally date them back to five, six hundred years. Okay. Uh, uh, same with the uh, sort of foundations built into the lake because it was a floating city built in the middle of a lake. Uh, if you look at the Mexican flag, that is the foundation of uh, uh, Tenochtitlan, which became Mexico City today. It is the Aztecs were told, go settle where you see an eagle with a snake in its mouth sitting atop a cactus. And they found Mexico City. It was in the middle of a lake and they built the lake there and for them to build the kind of solid stone temples they did in water for a stone age illiterate stone age society is very impressive boss they did that now they also provisioned their people with civic amenities the mayas never did okay so we still don't understand what is the nature of a society that does this but there has to be some proof, either a temple or civic architecture, which shows your engineering prowess. With the Aztecs, we have enough proof of their engineering prowess, both civic, especially civic, not so much religious, because Aztec temples aren't all that impressive. Okay, but their mm. engineering skills for a Stone Age illiterate society are matchless. Uh, including mm. by the time they were so-called discovered in the 1500s by Hernan Cortes. Matchless. There was no city in Spain that was so uh, uh, technically advanced. Teotihuacan, you see it in terms of temples. Tell me one thing here that you see. There is none. Now, why did they not build it? We can only assume because it was a city-state disaggregated things where the accumulation of wealth was not significant. Hmm. Okay, where you had a disaggregated population. It is usually a sign of a lack of urbanization. Because remember, what is urbanization? Urbanization is a phenomenon of the division of labor. Mm -hmm. where they are quite extractive, where people around in farms grow and supply materials and people dedicate themselves to other things like no, right. No. So yeah. it's a very, very uh, uh, disturbing, I would say, aspect in that sense that you have neither wealth concentration happening any significant wealth concentration happening or you don't have the kind of urbanization that we assume we had. Hmm. 
in places like say Varanasi or Ayodhya, more Varanasi, you can see that there was, uh, uh, you know, uh, civic amenities of kinds, the sheer number and concentration of temples. Mm -hmm. Okay, there were paved roads. We have not found uh, 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 drainage and things like that. But see, that is a very clear sign of urbanization. Mm. Okay. In uh, uh, what was the Vijayanagar capital? Uh, well, Vijayanagar in um, uh, Hampi today. You see a great concentration of. So it's you come to a very disturbing conclusion then that your urbanization simply wasn't what you made it out to be. Mm -hmm. Because even a moderately urban structure requires public goods. Mm -hmm. It requires town planning. Now, there was a very interesting point that was made, which Kushal, you haven't raised, that a lot of the things built were wood. Yeah, yeah. The houses and things would have been wood, but how do you build wooden drainage? How do you build wooden uh, water supply? Those were brickwork. So they have to be brickwork, exactly. Brickwork survives. They tried everything to destroy Vijayanagar, but you still go, it's a bloody impressive structure. Absolutely. And there's a huge congregation of temples. What you see here is individual temples. Where is the congregation? Where is the complex? CM Reap is a congregation of hundreds, if not thousands of temples together. Mm -hmm. Okay, where is that happening? So see, it raises a lot of questions about urbanization and things like that. Some things that are absolutely fundamental to your self-image of you being this highly urbane, sophisticated society at one point of time. Because remember, it is only an urban society that produces the kind of knowledge and the excess knowledge. The additional knowledge, leisure time where you can concentrate on other things. Okay. So this is another question someone has asked. Ask Abhijit why the masters of metal bracket Indians never used it for foundation supports like scaffolding or rolled steel joints. Uh, it, it seems that there is a disparity between length of time taken to build something and do the R&D. In ancient India? I guess they're saying ancient India. I don't want to answer metal... anything about modern architecture right now. Let's focus on ancient India, please. All right. So another question was there. there let me go to the very first one. Megasthenes, Aryan, etc. Talk about... Uh, uh, by the way, that question was for classical India, not ancient, classical period. So, so repeat the question the then. One. Repeat the question. Uh, classical India, mein, why did the Indians never use metal when they were the masters of metal? And it's quite good established point. actually archaeologically. Yeah. Very good why point. Why did not they we, use we it for foundation supports? Very good point. Because remember, places like, uh, we, we still don't know how uh, uh, Hagia Sophia and the Pantheon in Rome were built. But we do know that they use some kind of metal framework and things like that around it. Because we found parts of metal sticking out. We still we, we can't break these things to find out how they were constructed. 
But this is a very, very good question. I never even thought of it. Thank you for reminding me, though, when somebody raised trusses. I should have thought about it, but we don't know. We don't know. Again, very focused metallurgy. Our metallurgy was way ahead of uh, the West for the longest point of time, but we still don't know. Maybe it's because two things have to come together. Because remember, large spans, the Romans invented concrete, ancient concrete, I guess. Not It's not the same formula as modern concrete. It was concrete. It's like RCC, reinforced concrete, which is metal. Ye hota hai. It has to be two things mm -hmm. coming together. It is, mm -hmm. you know, uh, concrete plus metal. Because how would you use metal to reinforce stone, which kind of holds by itself? Right. So maybe that was, uh, I'm guessing now, because very good question. I never thought of it. Let me put some thought into it. All right. So one one comment is that Megasthenes, Aryan, etc. talk about a different Indian style of architecture in their works. Do you think it's rather unfair to compare the two periods? Look, first of all, we don't know what Megasthenes said because the original of Indica, we still don't know. It's all he said, she said, quoted from secondary sources, all of whom disagree on what he actually said. Because the original got burnt in the library of Alexandria fire or whatever, and God knows where it got lost. So, but I'm very curious from all the fragments that I've read, what exact different style of architecture are you talking about? Because what he says about architecture is quite amply demonstrated in stone carvings of the period uh, in terms of wooden houses and mud brick fortifications in terms of Maurya time, Maurya period art. There's that victory mm -hmm. column of uh, what we believe is a victory stele of Chandragupta Maurya coming in on chariots. The chariots more or less similar, the uh, wooden big, uh, uh, the only architectural references I've seen are wooden houses, which is very common in India. It was either mud brick or wood. In some cases, it was mostly wood. All of those are validated. So what exactly is it that you're talking about? Mm. Okay. So this one is uh, trying to maybe ask you a question and explain your point of view. The comment is, I think Abhijit, Abhijit is not explaining his point of view in terms of civil engineering and the people are conflating between sculpture and architecture that are Bhaskarya and Sthapatya in our language. Is it true? Is somebody understanding your uh, argument? like this mostly what i'm seeing is people don't want to understand the argument okay so all right um okay this was interesting abhijit please name your ancient and modern wonders of the world <laughs> tk I think my only ancient wonder of the world uh, would be the pyramids. Uh, because what we have is a lot of description, but no uh, actual remnants of all of these. Like say the uh, uh, Colossus of Rhodes, the Temple of Halicarnassus, the Lighthouse of the Pharaohs and things like that. Uh, we, we really don't know what which part was built at what time in the case of the lighthouse of the pharaohs and uh, so on and so forth or that hanging gardens of Babylon ka bhi nahi bacha hai, uh, that we know of uh, so 
I would have to say the only remnant one, which is uh, 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 the pyramids at Giza. Uh, but I would include something which most people do not include, which is the drainage system of Harappa. Oh, absolutely, the, bro. The, the dockyard of Lothal. Uh, 2000 years later, the military port of Carthage, which was built. Uh, the aqueducts uh, and uh, uh, roads of the Romans. Uh, these would be my ancient uh, wonders of the world. Also urban planning. Remember, nobody did urban planning till the bloody Harappans. And, well, the Harappans were the only people to do urban planning. Our cities are so badly planned, we didn't even learn from the Harappans in urban planning. By Kut, Hindustaniyo ne Hindustaniyo se nahi sikha, baki kaun sikhega. Okay. So those would be my true wonders. Like, I, I'm not going to get into, say, uh, you can maybe add the Colosseum and some of the amphitheaters, but uh, yeah, add them maybe, the Colosseum and the amphitheaters here and there in the Greco-Roman world. Uh, but these would be my great architectural uh, uh, wonders of the ancient world. Modern world, I will say what I will In France, mein they built this amazing span bridge okay. uh, over a huge, uh, it's a motorable span bridge that is truly amazing. Uh, the Burj Dubai is Burj Al Arab, which is the tall one. Because there's one shaped like a sail out in sea and there's another one which is the tall needle. Uh, that is one. Uh, some of the dams that I've seen in Russia are another one. Uh, just in terms of the volume of water that they hold. Uh, Hoover Dam, I apparently, is that, so I don't know which the biggest dam is. But I'd say dams are modern big dams. Uh, if you remove the ecological consequences. See, they make ecological sense in some countries, not in all countries. In India, they never made any sense. Uh, those would be definitely one. Uh, what else? Uh, some of the alpine tunnels or maybe even our own tunnel that, uh, uh, that got dug through the mountain. Um... The first one that was dug, the Great Swiss, right through the mountain. I think that would be a complete engineering wonder of the world for me. Uh, but see, I would also include the Airbus A380 out there. It's engineering. It's more yeah. not architecture. But see, yeah, for me, that a huge cruise ship. That's engineering, though. So let's leave that out. Uh, let's stick to architecture and technical feats of architecture. But these would be my great wonders of the world off the top of my head. All right. So these three questions are not, uh, I mean, they are to do. So this, I'm going to make this, um, because see, people write emotional comments, I'll twist them around and make them into a question. Hey, bol, bol, mere ko gali hai. No, no. Uh, so, 
the comment is basically it was see i don't like this brown <coughs> accusation all the time because it is ridiculous so what they're trying to say is maybe we became a very hierarchical society and because of the structure where you know the brahmins had an overbearing influence maybe that's why we stopped doing some sort of innovation in architecture could it be a cultural phenomenon i think is what they're mm. trying to so say. not hierarchy see hierarchy will actually produce great architecture Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, hierarchy combined with urbanization, which is to say, a wealth capture, either by a clique or by a state, will produce great public goods and services. Which is why the kind of centralization and standardization you see in Arabpa. tells you that this was some kind of an empire it simply couldn't have been city states doing it mm-hmm. that kind of standardization pinpoint standardization across an area that was what 10 15 times the size of ancient egypt yet egypt mein utna standardization nahi tha which was followed from one end of the harappan uh, this thing to the other end of the harappan uh, world so clearly there was something out there which we don't know about that was very great and good or maybe not very good but very effective um but we 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 still sorry just ask me clarify that question again the question basically the it was more like a comment i tried to wrap it up in the question like um, they basically said they had the the brahmins had a influence and the kings right. here so, so innovation so from actual builders was curtailed huh. hierarchy by itself can actually help i think the issue here isn't a question of hierarchy it's a question of not having an urban culture Hmm. of significant disaggregation and a deurbanized culture that is a much much more plausible explanation which with hierarchy so hierarchy is neutral hierarchy combined with a strong state and concentration is very good hierarchy combined with disaggregation and decentralization is very very bad mm got it which has very significant that's a good question because it led me to a path of thought which is that you're bra- blaming brahmanism for certain evils so called brahmanism for certain evils when what you should be blaming is the deurbanization which led to a ossification of brahmanization and caste which prevented something from happening maybe it leads to a conclusion of cause effect confusion in everything you read about brahmanism being the root cause of all evil in india i don't know that's a very interesting line of thought to go down i'll have okay. to read so much more because this is worth about I have to read about this for at least a year, two years, and things like that. And the problem with Indian books is they're so badly written and hard to find. Uh, it requires a heck of a lot of reading. So, if we can crowdsource, please, if you can recommend any avenues of thought. Isko bhai tu note banale iska. Ye comment ka. 
हाँ इस कमेंट को मेरे को प्लीज व्हाट्सएप कर दीजिए ओके सो एक ये था परहेप्स अभिजीत शुड कमेंट ऑन दिस सिंड्रोम विद इन द हिंदूज व्हाई डू दे गेट ट्रिगर्ड एंड व्हाई द अवर्जन टू इंटरनल सेल्फ क्रिटिसिज्म एन ऑसिफाइड सोसाइटी इज ऑलवेज स्केयर्ड ऑफ इंट्रोस्पेक्शन इंट्रोस्पेक्शन रिक्वायर्स कॉन्फिडेंस inferiority complex means you can never introspect okay a resource competition society can never introspect when the pie is limited when the pie keeps expanding it's the same sort of toxic phenomenon as salafism the return of christ the return of ram rajya kind of a mindset they don't want to look ahead they want to go back to an agent past hmm all right i'm just trying to see if we have any other question um let me see let me see did i miss any uh no i think we've covered everything it's just one last question actually i had which you know i was thinking as we were talking about this now when we talk about engineering uh so why why is it so in the case of india that even when we do our excavations uh we don't find a lot of evidence of either you know, the problem with indian architecture is that you have a lot of excavation now happening at the you know the saraswati sindhu area that is that is happening but other than that we don't also one thing i always i just was trying to think out loud i'm just trying to play the devil's advocate here look the nature of a non monotheistic society is that it is decentralized and it tends to have small small temples small small deities ishta devtas kula devtas etc etc now in a scenario like that do you think it is also naturally kind of disincentivizing large structures at a cultural level to the uh, egyptians were non monotheistic the romans were egyptians were pagans the romans were pagans the greeks were pagans the persians were uh, pagans we remember everybody says zoroastrianism is a, a monotheistic religion it is not it is a henotheistic religion mm-hmm which is fundamentally uh, a uh, 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 it started off being henotheistic as we understand it but ultimately it became polytheistic because you know people like uh, uh, it started off with just ahura mazda but then mitra and uh, 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 anahita which is to say ishtar became uh, equally important in terms or more important sometimes in terms of their cults and following so uh, they they all managed perfectly good urban architecture and civic society and things like that hmm so that's i don't think that's a very valid argument okay so this is this is another just abhi hai the the questioner starts by saying this maybe a silly question if the mahabharat is considered history indraprastha of the pandavas had grand architecture do we have any kind of evidence of that yahi to problem mein abhi bol raha tha ki hamare yahan archaeology itni third class hai ki hum kuch kar hi nahi pa rahe hai na that's why drawing conclusions also See, are we blaming the archaeology for a lack of urban culture 
hard because of multiple reasons a could be that genuinely there is a case that at least in the northern part of india a lot of things were destroyed whether we like to admit to it or not and in the southern part of india we and the irony of ironies is that the lot of money is not spent in archaeological digs in southern india abhi dekhna wo kiladi mein abhi abhi ye log ne excavate kiya uh, they they excavate started excavating now i would not to be see, surprised so, so, that a lot so here's the issue it's it's never been a government priority for a government so obsessed yes. with history or whose followers and voters seem so obsessed with history they haven't changed the history syllabus nor do they invest anything in history or in new archaeology ab kya karoge bhai sarkar to main chalata nahi hu aap hi aap hi logo ne vote kiya tha maine bhi vote kiya tha but i voted for different reasons it wasn't to change the well it was also to change the history syllabus and things par hua nahi ab kya karenge जस्ट टू लास्ट क्वेश्चन ये जनरल क्वेश्चन है वाई डू आवर हिस्टोरियंस ब्लेम एवरी थिंग ऑन द ब्रिट्स और एक पता नहीं अजीब सा क्वेश्चन है डू यू नो अबाउट दिस होल वट्स हैपनिंग इन द काशी कॉरिडोर कॉम्प्लेक्स मेनी पीपल आर कंप्लेनिंग अबाउट द रीडेवलपमेंट बिकॉज इज समिंग टू डू विद आर्किटेक्चर सो दे करंट अफेयर्स क्वेश्चन ये देखो ये काशी वाराणसी ये सब में कंप्लेन किए थे they said old temples were being destroyed they were not being destroyed they were actually okay. being opened up and shown to people and things like that so i suspect this kashi uh, uh, thing is the same kind of bullshit by these dirty leftists all over again so don't fall for that crap okay that varanasi mein jo restoration hua tha it was done in an extremely sensitive way in a very very nice way uh, uh, it, it is flawless you cannot criticize it 
ठीक है सो नो आई 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 एम नॉट टेकिंग सी द प्रॉब्लम हियर इज क्राई वुल्फ देव क्राई वुल्फ सो मच एंड रिटर्न सो मच बुलशिट अबाउट इट इवन इफ दे डूइंग समथिंग आई मीन इफ यू हैव टाइम गो चेक इट आउट बट डोंट बिलीव थिंग्स दैट दे राइट ब्लाइंडली नंबर 1 व्हाट इज द सेकंड पार्ट ऑफ द क्वेश्चन काशी काशी से पहले कोई क्वेश्चन था ना yeah it was just why do we blame the british for everything yeah, well, why don't we because you need somebody to blame na everybody accuses narendra modi of uh, 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 blaming nehru for everything well what did nehru do what did the congress do they blame the british for everything even today shashi tharoor writes a book uh, blaming the british for everything 70 saal hmm. pehle to wo chale gaye par shashi tharoor still only finds them to blame Hmm. Fair enough. Chalo, we'll wrap it up. Uh, next month, Abhijit will be back, and we'll have another edition on the three aspects that Abhijit spoke about in the start. And don't worry about all those uh, hiccups. I'll edit it all out in the video as well as the audio version. So, as always, Abhijit, pleasure talking to you. I'll see you next month. Well, well, Vetri, well. Remember, Ayodhya to bas jhaki hai, Kashi Mathura baki hai. Yes Shri Ram. All right guys, we'll wrap today's discussion up. As always, pleasure talking to all of you in the live chat and please keep those comments and questions coming. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, leave your comments. I'll I'll read the Gali dena hai to do. Also. Don't mind galis. But please ask intelligent questions. Don't uh, uh, end up displaying your stupidity. Yeah, and and please support the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> so support the charbak podcast on youtube or patreon or just go to the website and buy the merch or send your donations directly through upi i'll see you guys next week until then namaste take care bye bye